welcome to the Breakthrough to Excellence podcast. I'm Jasmine Haley, healthcare provider turned educator, entrepreneur, and startup strategist. Not too long ago, I was burnt out, overwhelmed, depressed, and full of fear from a toxic work environment. I created my business out of necessity to create a legacy I can be proud of today. It helps me transform the lives of women every single day to pursue their dreams and entrepreneurial goals. I created this podcast to share the empowering stories of entrepreneurial women, help you break through self-doubt to your greatness, and share business strategies to help you create a thriving and profitable business. If you are an emerging entrepreneur or business owner that wants to create the mindset needed to escape burnout, reclaim your personal power, and pursue your entrepreneurial dreams, this podcast is for you. Stay tuned and listen in. Hey, welcome to the Breakthrough to Excellence podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Haley, and our guest for this episode is Danielle Adams. She loves all things productivity and organization. It brings her joy just to help each of her clients implement organizational structures that simplify their lives. You know, one of the key things that I really love about the work that she does is that she totally understands what it's like when people are running in a never ending circle of to do's. And she helps to eliminate that chaos and that overwhelm in their life and add tons of organization to help them create a life well loved and enjoyed. I want to thank you so much, Danielle, for coming on to the show. No, thank you for the opportunity. I'm so excited. Yes, me too. Me too. I can't wait to dive into your entrepreneurial journey. But of course, to talk about that productivity and profitability, which is one of my loves, honey. (laughs) And we know we all need to get that business organization together. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me um, and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. What made you dive into your entrepreneurial journey? Of course. Hey guys, I'm Danielle. And as Jasmine said, I am an organizational strategist. So I absolutely love, you know, coming in, getting things organized, getting things automated and allowing you to just go have some fun. So how I got into this space is that I was that woman. I was that person. Like I was literally always running around. You would have thought I was the hamster, like on a hamster wheel or the energizer bunny. I was doing the absolute most. (laughs) One day, seriously, one day I was like, okay, This has got to stop. And so I started, I was my client and I started a process on myself and said, okay, we are going to live life. We're going to enjoy life and we're going to be automated and have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time. And that's what I did. And it worked. And so then people were like, hey, can you teach me? Hey, can you teach me? And I said, of course, welcome to my business, Divine Inspiration. So that's how (laughs) it Yes, I love that. You know what? I am. I'm finding the more and more entrepreneurs I've talked to over the years. A lot of us are our customer are who we were just a few short years earlier, and we're just trying to find the people that we were and the struggles that we've dealt with, and like say, hey, you know, there's a way for you to overcome these challenges. Let me help you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I just want, you know, for our listeners, their emerging entrepreneurs year one through five, just understand that a lot of times your business ideas, especially if you're like at the beginning stage of, of it, come from your strengths. So what are your strengths? What are people normally asking you about continuously over and over again? And what are some ways in which you can leverage that to help assist people who struggle with that? So I love the fact that you mentioned that you dealt with that, too. Of course. Absolutely. I think everybody deals with it, whether they realize it or not. It's something that you deal with. 
Yeah, yeah. So when you were in that hamster wheel, um, what was like one of the first steps that you took to get out of that? Well, I think the first step is just like actual realization, right? Because sometimes you do things so often that it becomes the norm. So you don't really realize that you are living this busy, chaotic life. It's just the norm. So I got married and I had a son and I was working a nine to five and I just said, wait, mm -mm, this is not what life is supposed to be. And God did not create this. God did not create this beautiful world for me to wake up, go to work, come home, cook dinner, clean up, do the laundry, go to sleep. It was more than that. And so once I realized that, you know, I just started, I started saying, okay, this is a problem. Let's fix it. Self-realization, self, all of that. And I, I just dived in and fixed it. And that's how, that was the, really the first step, admitting that I had a problem. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yes. That's real talk though. Yes. That's real talk because some people are like, you know, some of them are like, um, can you just tell me what you did? Like, just tell me the steps. And it's oh like, wait, hold up. Let's pump the brakes. Like, because even if I gave you the steps, if you or you're not clear on who you are, what your struggles are, what you what your vices are, what you keep repeating over and over again, the lessons that you are refusing to acknowledge. Exactly. It won't make a difference. At all. It won't. And you think it will, but it really doesn't. It's not a cookie cutter at all. Yes, yes. I love that. So I love the fact that you you mentioned that. So you mentioned too that you had a 9 to 5. Mhm. And you had to make a pivot. Right. So would you say that the realization for your organization came right away or was there a time that you kind of had to navigate through that transitional phase of working as an employee mindset to an entrepreneur? Okay, so um, I've always my strengths have always been project management, organization, all of the things. Um, but like balancing mamahood, nine to five business had never happened before. So I'm not sure if it's something that was like, hey, here's this and here's this. It was just like, hey, you have this, like you said, this strength. Now it's time for you to stop helping everybody else and take some time to do some self work. Like I said, once I realized, like, hey, this is my problem. Let's fix it. Everything got a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So when you when you went into your your business, did you fall into it completely or did you take some time to work your way into it? No, it's been I've only been in business 12 months, guys. So I'm new. I am your emerging entrepreneur that just went like this from zero to there very fast. Right. So I've been in business 12 months. Um, I'm, I have integrity. One of my core values in my business is integrity. So I already signed a contract. I'm a teacher. I'm finishing my contract. Right. So I still have a nine to five. I still have a full time business because my business is meant to be run in 20 hours or less. And I'm still doing all the things, but without the overwhelm, without the stress, without the all of the things. So it was just very much so like, hey, what are your hours for divine inspirations? What are your hours for your family? What are your hours for your nine to five? Outside of that, if it's if it's not important, then it just had to drop. And it's really just getting crystal clear on where it is that you want to go and created that path of success really, really changed the trajectory of like where I was this time last year and where I am today. Excellent. So let's let's talk more about that, because there's a lot of us that have uh, passions that we have. We have ideas and we're working on that while we have a nine to five. Right. One of the things that I did when I first started my business where I actually just dive into it, I quit my job and mm -hmm. I don't recommend that. And mm -hmm. the reason for that is I left that job because it was a toxic work environment. I was actually becoming very ill 
mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And so it was just not, it wasn't wise for me after four years to stay there right. and continue on. So I left. Ideally, though, you want to be in a position where you're in a nine to five and you have that time to have that creative space to kind of work on your business. And when you work on it, you're going to be, I think you're a lot of times a lot more productive because when you jump into a business with no capital and you're bootstrapping it, it can be highly stressful and worrying about where that money is going to come from. Exactly. And that's, I agree with you. Like, I think keeping my nine to five initially has allowed me to invest in my business that I would not, I've grown to the point that I've grown because I've been able to invest because I have a nine to five. Like it is an asset, a total asset to your business. It's all about the way you look at things, perspective. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. I'm thankful that I have this job to pour into my dreams so I can build up my dream versus Ugh, this job is draining me. I don't need to go anymore. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And when you keep that end game there, that really, really helps with your mindset. I think the biggest thing, the biggest struggle on why so many businesses don't make the first five years is our mindset. And I love, I love that you said that, your perspective on looking at your nine to five. Um, so the, hence the reason why I, I really appreciate you sharing that. You know, you don't have to leave your job to start working on something meaningful. Right. Or to even have a successful business. Like, yes, you can have a successful business and a successful career simultaneously. It's all about what do you want? Like, I really craft schedules and and just dreams for people. I always say I can make your dreams come to life. Just tell me what it is and I have your plan. So some people's plan is to have a nine to five and to have a business or to only have a business. Whatever you want, whatever you want, we can make it happen. You just got to let me know and we can do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that takes a measure of honesty, too. Right. Um, and you have to be in that place to be able to have that that honest conversation. But sometimes some of us, we may need a little bit of assistance. I have a friend of mine who I refer to often for clarity, mm-hmm. even even with all of that, that you just they're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. I just know I'm not happy. Well, that's true. That's true. You know, <laughs> and that and so one of the pla- one of the ladies I like to um, follow, her name is Jobbing with Jazz. She talks about how entrepreneurship may not always be the answer for everyone. You know, it may it may be just you're not utilizing your strengths or maximizing your potential in your current place of employment. You know, there's so many things that we have to consider when we are in that realm. I'm trying to decide. Absolutely. It's all about a brain dump. You have to get everything out of your head. What is it that you desire long term? And what is it that like what makes you happy? It's, it's three things. I always do it with my clients. What makes me happy? What am I good at? And then what are the things that make me happy and I'm good at simultaneously? Whatever mm-hmm. makes you happy and you're really good at, find it and go do it. Whether it's at a career, entrepreneur, intrapreneur, it doesn't matter. But you want to make sure that it's your skill and it makes you happy. Because like, I love to sing. I would try out for American Idol, but I would literally make no money because it's, really <laughs> it's just a talent, right? So it makes me happy. So I shouldn't pursue that. I like to draw, but my you know stick figures are like, whew, I can't even tell that's a person, Danielle. So <laughs> I have to find that my skill is project management, project management, organization, all that good stuff makes me happy. I collided to and my dreams have became my reality. So please share with us, like, how are you managing your time between your nine to five, being a mother, um, having a business? One of the first coaches I had was all about balancing all of that. 
um, mm-hmm. especially as a woman trying to maintain your identity of who I was prior to being married and having kids and, you know, having a family and now being a career person as well as having a business. So how do you, how do you handle your time management? It takes a village. I operate in my strength zone and I staff my weaknesses, meaning that um, my strength is time management. So everybody in my schedule, in my circle, we all have a schedule. We all have a standard of operation. We know what's going to happen when it's going to happen. Weaknesses or things that I don't have time to get to but are super important, I outsource them. Cleaning, laundry, I mean, it doesn't matter. Whatever you want to outsource, tools in your business. And then you only make time for those things that are important, whether that's money generating activities or a family. But my schedule is like Monday through Friday. It's very specific. Saturday and Sunday is flex time. And I'm also one of those girls that wakes up at four in the morning and I'll work from like four to eight on my business and I'm done for the day. Go to the nine to five and the evening is family time. But it's just discipline. Mm -hmm. What do you want out of life? But that works for me. I know that if I have a nine to five or if I don't have a nine to five, my business is 20 hours a week per list. Mm-hmm. I love that. I freaking love that. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of Tim Ferriss' book, The Four Hour Work Week. Like, yeah. I mean, if we really look at how much time we're spending, we could seriously condense our business. If mm-hmm. you do it wisely, you can condense it in that number of hours and still and still have it profitable. Exactly. And again, staff your weaknesses and operate in your strength zone. There's stuff that needs to be done that I'm just not good. I'm not good at. It's not my strength. Send it on to somebody else. They can do it. I can do something else. We make a a magic team. But when you try to do everything by yourself, manage a house, manage a marriage, manage a business, do the nine to five, go to meetings, it becomes overwhelming. And that's Mm -hmm. how I was a hamster. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not a rodent. I have got to change this. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So what was the first thing that you outsource as an emerging entrepreneur? Oh, my house. Okay, so I always say you cannot have an organized business with a messy life. So mm. my life has got to be together. My house has got to be together. My husband and my son are important to me. So we hired a house cleaner first, like the first thing. And let me tell you, girl, girl, <laughs> it would take me like four or five hours. I'm like, oh, my, you cleaning baseboards, doing this. They come in 90 minutes, spotless. It's like, oh, my gosh, why didn't I come last year? So, yes, that was the absolute first thing. And then I went on to different things. but. That cleaning, and you know, I sometimes I would feel bad, but then I was like, "Why are you feeling bad? It's amazing." But cleaning, yes, and I and I love it, and I don't regret it. You know, right before my family, we just moved to North Carolina. I live in um in the Raleigh area, and we were living in Baltimore. And so I actually had a lady come. I think the last two weeks that we were there in Baltimore, she uh-huh. was cleaning everything. It was amazing, and yeah. I said, "What have I been doing with my life?" <laughs> she had that stuff she had it smelling so good up in there honey she was like wiping all different types of stuff I had forgotten about because like when you're working and you got a family like you are so pressed for time like you just Mm -hmm. you get it done what you can so like that's a good reminder for me that I need to get my life together and find me someone here to help with that because it's such a struggle like I don't get to it until later in the evening when everyone's pretty much going to sleep 
And I just, I would, I would love to rest. Right. You know? I would love to rest. Yeah. And it transcends into other areas of your life. Like if your space is messy, you're like frustrated while you're working. Like, oh my gosh, my office is messy. Oh, I need to wash the dishes when, you know, whoever can come on in and help you out. And that's what I did. And I loved it. Yeah. So where did you find your person? She's a personal friend. So I'm totally okay. investing into other businesses. So she, yes. So my friend has a cleaning business. She is phenomenal. So I called her. She comes over. Her staff comes over. They get it in. I invest in her business. She invests in mine. And we move on. But I just, I mean, small businesses, local businesses, if you're connected to them, pour into it. Just like you want people to pour into your business, pour out into theirs. So that's what I do. Yes. So what was, I love the fact that you mentioned personal because it does overflow into everything. It mm-hmm. really, really does. We don't. And, and then you realize like you'll be, you'll be sitting there if you haven't outsourced this, trying to write an email and have nothing. You've got nothing to give because you've mm-hmm. given everything else. <laughs> you cannot pour from an empty cup and you're like, man, I'm <laughs> Yes, which translates into not producing no funds. The coins are looking really slippery, you know? <laughs> While you have four-hour work dates and you're that hamster, remember, sis, we are not rodents. We are not rodents. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> All right, so you did that. You did that for the personal side. So what was the next thing you outsourced for your, the actual business? In my business, I would say um, the first thing I did was tools. So a lot of times people think people, but people, you don't always need a person. So I got tools and I invested in some awesome tools that really automated my onboarding, my offboarding, my scheduling. Like I don't have to think about anything. Like people are like, man, that was such a great email you said. I had to go back and like, what did I type seven months ago? Girl, that was good. You're so right. You know what I mean? After I did the tools, that's when I got into people, but really just getting you a few strong pillars of tools. And if you know where you're going as a visionary, you'll be good. Yes, I love that. I love that you mentioned that. Um, I actually have a, I love my tools. I know what I, it wasn't until I actually really organized myself did I reach my six figure mark. I was like, mm-hmm. yes, I did it. I didn't think it was possible. But yes. I needed to get organized a year before and really plan out my profit and and get some systems in place to reduce the overwhelm. But now here I am doing a whole brand pivot and now I got to do it all over again. Like, you can do it. And so it's like, it's, it's interesting to see my mind shift though, even in the process of me building a new brand and doing whatever I was already doing before, but just focusing on a different, customer avatar than what I've used before. So I love the fact that you mentioned that sometimes it's just as simple as tools. And a lot of the tools that you can use to get organized are free. Mm -hmm. And so you're ready to up it, you know, and get some more features in there. Exactly. Exactly. So the next question I'm going to ask you is, and you can answer, you can tell me if you want to or not. Um, Let's talk about being profitable in your first year Mm -hmm. of business. Okay. do you think it's possible to be, because I think this is something that entrepreneurs need to hear, profitable in your first year? Yeah. The reason why people are not profitable is because they do not have a clear plan of action, right? So we get shiny object syndrome. We see all of these things and we're like, I want, I want, I want, but we have no clear path of how to actually obtain. Nor do we have a clear message. We don't know who we're marketing to. We're just posting on social media, hoping that things come. So 
it's possible, but you have to take the appropriate path and get so much clarity the first year, which is why I was glad I had a nine nine to five because I could invest in the coaching and the help that I needed to get in order to get to where I wanted to be. Yeah, yeah. And there's simple foundational principles that you need to know Mm -hmm. before you start. And it will save so much time and energy and resources if you have that as your basis. Mm-hmm. But a lot of us are getting in it. You, you've had project management experience. A lot of us are getting into business and we're, we're in totally different type of um, industries where business is not even something that's even discussed at all because of the work that we do. Yeah. Which is why, you know, yeah, shiny object syndrome can definitely be a struggle, but mentorship, as you mentioned, is so important. Mm-hmm. How were you able to find your business mentor? Well, you know, the first person I had was my executive coach, which is actually my father. He just has an executive coaching business. And so I've just known him my whole life. So that was a blessing. And then the second coach was I wanted to find somebody specifically within my craft. So a lot of times people find a coach, but they are general business coaches and they do know how to help you scale. But I wanted to know how to scale specifically or grow specifically in my skill set within the operations world. So then I found somebody by just, you know, just Google searches, Facebook searches, Instagram searches, interviewing people that they had worked with. Like I was very extensive in my search because I knew the very like end state goal that I wanted to achieve. So that's what I would say. My executive coach, which is my leadership, my shifting from employee mindset to CEO mindset, vision planning, map, all that good stuff. And then my operation specific coach who helped me like really walk into my skill set and the skills that I that I had already developed over the years. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. um, You know, you there aren't that many people that talk about systems, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. And I think that it's it's necessary because every every single person, every influencer that you see in business, they have some systems in place. They Mm -hmm. cannot get there without some sort of system. Exactly. And in order to build your community and your tribe, you have to build an experience for them. And I love that you you focus on that and you help your clients get there in order yeah. to scale and grow. Most definitely. That, I mean, that's all we do. We When people start working, my signature program is called Overwhelmed to Organize. And when we start working, we literally start with like, what are our foundations? What are the, What's the schedule that we want? Like, what what is the ideal life that we want to have? And then I just map it out for you. And then I automate the process. So you can go live as, you know, the CEO or the mama or the doctor or whomever that you want to be. And then these processes are in place and you don't have to worry about it. It's really wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. And we definitely... Um, entrepreneurs need to know and the listeners in here need to know that um, you don't have to do it alone. And there are people that are here that are willing to help you get to a place where you're not overwhelmed because it certainly can happen very easily. And entrepreneurial burnout is real, just like it is in the workplace. You can have it as an entrepreneur as well, especially the first couple of years. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's why planning is so important. Planning, planning, planning. And I won't say, I cannot say that enough. Um, All the questions basically that you've asked, go back to planning. You create a good fit plan, then you create a good fit schedule, and then you can rock out whatever it is that you want to do. But if you don't know where it is that you want to go, there's really no way that you'll get there. Like the plan is the GPS. It guides you. It shows you how to get there. Could you get to California without a map or GPS? Absolutely. Would it take you a lot longer? 
absolutely. So the choice is ours. Like, are we going to use a map, use a plan, use a guide? Or are we just going to drive around and eventually get there? And I think that's the gap between entrepreneurs who achieve their goals in a shorter amount of time than entrepreneurs who take a little bit of longer time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Here's my last question for you. Got it. If we go back to the very first week, first day of you owning your business, what word of advice you would give yourself? Impact. Um, growing up, I did pageants and as a pageant, as a pageant queen, my platform was always impact, impacting today's youth through positive mentorship, ultimately creating leaders for tomorrow. And as I've grown throughout the years, I never want to forget what it's like to make an impact. And so although I'm not working with you directly anymore, my business should impact your life. Even if I, even if you only hear my voice on this podcast, I want you to remember a nugget from what I said. Even if you only scroll my social media page and a quote sticks with you, I want that impact or that impression to lie on your heart no matter what. So if I go back to my first day, I would tell myself, don't forget the reason why you do what you do. Money will come. People will come. Clients will come. Customers will come. All of that is wonderful. Well, why do you do what you do? And the reason I do what I do is to make an impact. And so I will remind myself that and keep it pushing. Yes, I love that. That is is such an alignment um, with the workshops that I've been giving, even my keynote, creating that that lasting legacy and making an impact. You can certainly do it. And I love that you said that. Oh, I love the work that you do. I really do, Danielle. Um, Please. You're welcome. Please tell the listeners where they can find you. Of course, just follow me on IG or Instagram, whichever one you call it. (laughs) At underscore divine inspirations underscore. And I will happily follow you back. Just tell me, listen to me on the podcast and we'll be BFFs for L. Oh, I love that. Okay, listen, listeners, go into your show notes. We have, we will have all the links there for you so that you can get connected with Danielle and you can get your life organized, honey, yes. from front end to back. Okay. Thank you, Jasmine. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for tuning into the show. Dive in deeper by visiting the show notes for this episode or listening to more episodes on jasminehaley.com. If you found value in the show, share with a friend or leave us a review. I'll see you next time.